So Psalm 124, if you would turn there in your Bibles. I let you know on Sunday that we're going to be in the psalm, so you had more opportunity than usual to, to read the psalm, kind of meditate upon the psalm. Last week, of course, we didn't meet because of the weather, but the week before that, um, I was in with the children, and I'm going to be doing that for a while on these rotations. And uh, it was interesting how, you know, um, I've been doing ministry for about 40 years. And um, the very first ministry that I ever did, uh, I started doing it three weeks after I came to Christ which we would never do that to someone here. And I don't even know how they let me do it, but I was teaching third graders three weeks after I came to faith in Christ. And, um, you know, they had some parameters because they had a curriculum that was very detailed and everything. And um, anyway, it's been a long time since I've been in with children. And I was telling Tracy two weeks ago, I said, I am so nervous about going in with the kids and, I hope that, you know, I hope it goes well. And um, it's interesting how, you know, you do things that are maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone. And, and I think we should do that. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes I think we need to step out of our comfort zone and do things that we're not real comfortable with. I, I think that, you know, if we never step out of our comfort zone because let's face it there's a, a lot of things that are outside of our comfort zone but if we never never step out of our comfort zone we're never going to see what the lord might want to do with our lives you know um i i say quite often you know when i was born again i i just knew that i loved the lord i knew you know innately supernaturally that he loved me I knew that there was now a calling on my life I had no idea what that calling was it was no greater calling than any other Christian and that is to serve the Lord and to follow him and you know to find a way to glorify him and um, and I look at my own life and it was really one step after the next after the next after the next sometimes it was just simply doing the next thing and, um, you know, and here I am, a pastor of a church for 34-plus years. And uh, I never would have thought that I would ever be doing this. You say, what's your point, Dan? My point is this. I'm a pastor, and as a pastor, you know, there is this, this, this longing to see certain things. There's a longing to see people really walk in the Spirit. And, and taking ventures of faith and stepping out and doing things that they believe the Lord is calling them to do and, and just seeing what might happen. You know, I, I like that about what we see in the scriptures, you know, Jonathan and I was kind of sharing with the kids when I was in there with them. The topic was friendship and I was talking about Jonathan and David and the friendship that these two men had. 
I mean, they would have laid down their lives for each other. They really had a devout appreciation, love, you know, just a wonderful relationship. But I was thinking of Jonathan, you know, Jonathan, he says to his armor bearer, you know, uh, let's go up to this, these Philistines and let's just see what the Lord might do. You know, the, the Lord can bring the victory with few or with a lot, you know, and let's just go see. And, and, and remember the whole ordeal, they had to climb up a hill in order to get to the Philistines. It wasn't like they were coming down on them. They had the hard work of just getting up the hill. And then, of course, there was a great victory, and it led to a greater victory for Israel. And it was all because, you know, one man, Jonathan, said, let's just go see what the Lord might want to do. Father, we pray that we would have that, that pioneer or what's the term? Adventure is a mentality, Lord, that, that there would be this longing to, to know you and to make you known, Lord, whatever that looks like. And I pray, Lord, I pray especially for those that maybe at one time they could say, I used to do this, I used to do that. This is kind of, you know, like their resume of walking with Jesus. But uh, the dates are getting old on the ventures of faith, that there's nothing present, there's nothing new. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would be faithful, that we would be productive, that we would be uh, looking for the next thing, Lord, whatever that might be, that we might be stepping out in faith, Lord. Even if we fall on our face, uh, at least we stepped out. We ask, Lord, that you'd bless our time in your word tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 124. It's a Psalm of David. It's called, it's one of the psalms of ascents and it says if it had not been the lord who was on our side let israel now say if it had not been the lord who was on our side when men rose up against us then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The streams would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our souls. Our soul, excuse me. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us to the prey or, or given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, as I was reading the verse, or the uh, psalm, the verses, I was emphasizing, obviously, some words. The, the whens and the thens, because I think they're important to the psalm. There's always going to be whens in our life. We've got to get used to that. There doesn't always have to be the thens. And I think that's what David was saying. 
Now, this is a song or psalm of ascents. There's 15 of them, as, as you guys know, as we've been going through. I've done a number of them. I think Nate's done a number of these song, psalms of ascent. And they would sing those 15 psalms. I don't know if they sang them all together. But they would sing these psalms as they would ascend the mount, the temple mount, or as they would ascend the 15 steps up to the, up to the temple. So here's the question I have for you, and I don't expect you to answer it, but I just want to stimulate your thinking. When David wrote this psalm, did he write it as a psalm of ascents? You might be thinking, well, of course he did. That's the title of it. I don't think he wrote this psalm as a psalm of ascents. And the reason I don't believe that David wrote this psalm as a psalm of ascents because there was no temple when David was king. And the tabernacle when David was king was not on the temple mount, it was in Gibeon. And so it's believed that this became, and these psalms became songs or psalms of ascents at different times. Some suggest that this particular psalm, maybe it became a song or a psalm of ascents uh, during the time of Solomon, when Solomon had dedicated the temple. Remember, have you read it lately? You might want to take time to read the building, the preparation. You know, David did a lot of the prep work. He had the timbers. He had the, you know, the from the cedars of Lebanon. And, and he was, you know, had favor with a fellow that was supplying all of that stuff. And, and David did a, a great deal of work because it was his heart to build the temple. But, of course, he wasn't allowed to. And so it's believed that the Psalms of Ascent became Psalms of Ascent uh, when, when Solomon dedicated the temple. So that's, that's one theory. Another theory is that the Psalms of Ascent, this particular Psalm of Ascent, became a Psalm of Ascent during the days of Nehemiah. So this is much later. Uh, when, when Nehemiah returned... I say returned. Isn't it amazing to think that Nehemiah had never been to Israel uh, before going to Israel? But when, when Nehemiah returned with the, the captives from, from Babylon, and Nehemiah was uh, very much involved and in charge of the rebuilding of the gates and the walls of the city, and it's believed, some believe that the psalm or psalms of ascents uh, were then, then they became psalms of ascents. Uh, kind of as a celebration of what God was doing, this new thing that the Lord was doing. I think it's apparent just from the psalm in and of itself that David obviously wanted Israel. He wanted the people of Israel to ponder, to think. This is something, you know, are we losing the art of pondering? Um, you know, I... Every now and again, I talk about Vance Havner. And Vance Havner, you know, I, I think um, when I encourage people to read Vance Havner or you might enjoy Vance Havner, I probably should stop doing that because most people would probably read Vance Havner and say, this is hokey. I mean, this guy's hokey. He's, he's an old Southern boy, you know, and, and it just kind of, you know, his little adages, his little sayings and everything, and it kind of takes you back to a, 
you know, an, another time and a time that we're so far from removed from now, you know. Do people even read books any longer, you know? And, and Vance Havner, he said that uh, he was first sent out to preach uh, at 12 years of age. Think of that. Going out to preach at 12 years of age, his father took him to the train station and he went off to the next town or city, whatever it was, and he preached there and came back that evening. But Vance Havner, one of his hobbies, because he's a very low-key guy, was bird watching. And he would talk about how, you know, when you're just watching birds, <laughs> there's a lot of time to ponder the things and, and, you know, the ways of the Lord and everything else. I think we need to do that. I think, I think we need to find time, find a place where we just sit and ponder. Maybe you have a room in your house, a chair in your house. Maybe it's your vehicle. You sit in your driveway. <laughs> you know, maybe it's the beach. I, I, you know, our family, we love the beach. We are, our whole family, we just, we're beach people. And uh, we love the beach, and uh, we love to go to the Oregon coast. I mean, you know, Washington coast is absolutely beautiful, a little bit more rugged than some of the Oregon coastline. And, and uh, when we go to the Oregon coast, I think uh, some of the most enjoyable times is when we're just simply walking down the beach. You know, there's a, there's a, a gang of us. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's 26 of us walking down the beach. We're not necessarily all walking side by side. But I don't know. I, I would be curious if some of the other family members, you know, you're walking with all these other family members. You're seeing all these other people on the beach. But I'll tell you, it's so relaxing. And I just find myself thinking about the Lord, the Lord of creation, the beauty of the place. The, you know, there's just kind of this sense of... Uh, wonderment and relaxation and it just uh, it's so good to, to be in a place so anyway David wanted the people of Israel to ponder to ponder what what if what if it, what if the Lord hadn't been on our side what if and as they're pondering this what if I think that David expected thoughtful thanksgiving to just kind of erupt from their hearts. I say it all the time. It's kind of my old man thing now. You know, we always have things, uh, sayings or topics or whatever. All of us, if we're, my old man thing is thanksgiving. And I just think it's so, so important. And I can't help but believe when when David wrote this psalm, he was encouraging others, you know, knowing that others would read this, others would sing this, and that they might think of the what if, the what if, the what if. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Some commentators, they wonder, you know, what motivated this particular psalm? And of course, we don't know. You know, guys, when it comes to the psalms and uh, the proverbs and Ecclesiastes and things like this. You know, there's a lot of speculation that goes into the study of this because we don't know. We don't have, you know, other than, you know, this was written when David conquered Goliath or something, those rare, uh, you know, occasions. But, but we just read the Psalms. And some say maybe David had in mind um, the, some commentators suggest that David had in mind 
Now, now you got to listen to me because you're going to think, well, this wouldn't fit. But some commentators believe that David had in mind the captives coming back from Babylon when he wrote this psalm. Now, are you following? Because you're saying, well, wait a minute. He couldn't have. Because the captives coming back from Babylon was long after David. Yes, it was long after David. And so the speculation is, if David wrote this psalm, and it was referring to, it was kind of looking uh, prophetically at the uh, uh, captives, Israeli captives, you know, Hebrew captives coming back from Babylon, it would have been a prophetic psalm. And we know that the psalms, many of the psalms have prophecy in them. Others have suggested that, no, maybe David was motivated as he wrote this psalm. Maybe he was thinking about the Exodus. Now, of course, that happened way before David. But the Exodus, every Hebrew would think about the Exodus. This is when the Lord led our people out of their Egyptian captivity, you know. Uh, some commentators suspect that because of verse 4. Look at verse 4. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The streams would have gone over our soul. But we don't really know. We don't know what motivated David. Maybe David was just speaking, writing prof prophetically or, or, or um, <laughs> poetically, poetically of, of just his own troubles. We know that there are many troubles that David had gone through. But again, verse 1, verse 1, look at it. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Verse 2, if it had not been the Lord who had been on our side. The first verse, if it had not been the Lord had been on our side. And then he says, let Israel say. Um, you know, I, I don't know. If you had a chance to read the psalm, study the psalm, ponder the psalm uh, in the past three days since Sunday, um, did you find yourself, as you read the psalm, and, and hopefully when you read a psalm, especially a psalm like this, it's so short, you're reading it over and over and over again. We're all different. I, I read things out loud. I want to hear, I want my ears to hear what my mouth is speaking, what my mind, my, you know, is reading. But as I was reading this, if it, were, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, and I was thinking, if it had not been the Lord who had been on our side, on my side, on our side, on Tracy and my side, on the Renner's family side, on Calvary Chapel Oak Harbor's side, on, you know, I just kind of, yeah, that's part of, I think, pondering through the scriptures. Guys, it wasn't just that the Lord was present. <laughs> it is David is saying, no, the, act, the Lord was actively involved. He was actively working on behalf of Israel. Now, I want to ask you a question. I don't want you to answer it, but I am going to give you a chance to testify tonight. So I need to get through this quickly. But I want you to think about this. So if I was to ask, do you believe that God loves humanity? Probably without any hesitation, you'd say, yeah, of course, God loves humanity. Uh, do, do you believe that God loves um, the church? Without hesitation, you'd say, of course, yes, of course, God loves the, the church, yes. Uh, do, do you believe that God loves the people of Oak Harbor? Yes, yes, of course, I believe that God loves the people of Oak Harbor. 
Do you believe the God that the Lord actively loves you? And sometimes that's when the hesitancy comes. And we begin to think, there are times when I wonder if he actually loves me. I mean, we, we believe that God loves us in kind of a generic, you know, kind of an all-consuming way. But, but to, to think of him being actively involved in AJ's life, AJ Scheffner's life. Um, many times we, we wrestle with that. We say, Lord, I, I know what your word says, and I, I know that you do, but, but it's just kind of hard to think. It's hard to believe that you, Lord, are mindful of me. I mean, really. Unless we're egomaniacs, you know, it is. Let's be honest. It's kind of hard to, to, to think that. You, you think, gosh, Lord, I, you know, I, I know you love me, and, you know, I, you care for me and everything, like you do all people. But, but to think of the Lord, you know, loving specifically me. Um, when I come in in the morning, so I'm coming into work. And, uh, and I pray on the drive-in. And I kind of pray the same thing. I don't know about you guys, but you kind of get into patterns, you know. So I usually pray for, I'll say, Lord, I pray that you'd bless Tracy. So I kind of start with Trace, you know. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless and be with and protect my grandchildren. They, they're always second. My children aren't second no <laughs> they're a close second and then and then I'll pray Lord and I pray for my children and I pray for their spouses and I always pray for um, the guys that are up and down the highway all the time you know we've got uh, two in our family that are up and down you know this highway 20 and I always pray for their protection their safety and everything and and I pray, so I'm, you know, kind of praying. So I'm praying for my family. And then I pray for the church family. Pray for Calvary Chapel, Oak Harbor. And I'll be honest with you. I, I don't, I, I'm not thinking of every person. I mean, I just don't have that ability. I'm not thinking of, like, every per, each of your faces do not come to mind. You know, if I was to say that, you would think he's lying. He's just trying to pretend to be hyper-spiritual, you know. And, and though when I pray for my grandchildren, you know, their faces come to mind. Tracy's come to mind. My, my family comes to mind. But I'll say, Lord, please just be with the church family. But then the faces that come to mind, of course, are the ones that are going through it. So, um, you know, today... I, I put you on the spot, AJ. But today I was praying for AJ. You know, AJ, you know, rejoices. He has another son. His quiver is being filled, you know, year by year, day by day. And, um, you know, praise the Lord for that. But then his daughter has, has you know, it's on the prayer chain, and we're all praying, and I'm taking the, 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 the prayer request, and I'm sending it to all of my family, so now I have grandkids that are that have access to you know cell phones. So now they're praying, and so now we've got this kind of rent renter clan prayer thing going, praying for AJ's little girl who has a seizure. What a frightening thing! 
So isn't that just how it is, though? I mean, if there's someone we're talking, this is why fellowship is so important. You know, you talk with people, and you say, oh, boy, they're really going through it. And then when you're praying, maybe in a generic way, it's inevitable that that person, now all of a sudden their face comes up, and you're praying specifically for them. But what's my point? My point is, we're not like God. God has the ability to care for each one of us and to be involved in our lives and not to be distract, uh, distracted by anything else that's happening, you know. That's the Lord that we serve. The phrase, if it had not been the Lord, it's in the past tense, but it assumes the present tense and the future tense. It's if God, if he had been on our side in the past, Surely he'll be on our, on our side in the future. David, he wanted them to consider, what if? What if the Lord had not been on our side? When the whens came. If the Lord had not been on our side, when the whens came, then the thens would have overwhelmed us. Let me explain. I mean, you see it there. Verse 2, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the water would have overwhelmed us. Then the swollen water, waters would have gone over our soul. Oh, David. But because the Lord was with us, we are not prey to their teeth, verse 6. We have escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowler, verse 7. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. And this is where I want to kind of open it up to you. I want you to be thinking that you don't have to share. If you do share, I ask that you keep it brief, just so we give opportunity for other people. If we don't have a lot of people and you, we want to come, you want to come back and give more details, you could do that. But I want you to think, if it had not been that the Lord was on my side, it doesn't have to be a life, and de life or death situation, you know. It could be just some testimony of how the Lord, and boy, this sounds so disrespectful to, to put it this way, and I'm sorry for my lack of vocabulary in trying to phrase this, but to, to testify to a time when the Lord really came through for you. Again, it doesn't have to be a big heavy thing, but it has to be obviously a meaningful thing for you. <clears throat> Guys, as you're thinking about that, be thinking about it. Sometimes when we're going through it, when, when troubles are surrounding us, when difficulties have come, we feel as if we're going to be swallowed up. We feel as if we're going to be devoured. But we're not. I mean, think of that. But we're not. I don't, there's been a number of times in my life, and I, I, it's not like I've lived this adventurous life where I'm always on the edge of life and death, you know. Uh, but, but there have been many times 
in my life as an adult, as a believer, where I have thought or spoken the words in prayer to the Lord, so this is how it's going to end. I mean, just really feeling like this is it. The, the waters are, are, are going to this. We're down for the count. You know? And I'm not talking about death. I'm just talking about life. Life is just going to, you know, this, it's just going to be the pits from, from now on, you know. But it doesn't happen. And we could say, oh, whew, glad we escaped that one, you know. Or we could say, it's because the Lord was on my side. By faith in Christ, we are on God's side. And because we're on God's side, he's on our side. He cares for us. He, he keeps our tears in a bottle. Poetic, probably. But we might be surprised when we get to heaven and we find a bunch of bottles with tears in them, you know. When we talk about him, he keeps a book of remembrance. Uh, when we lie down, he never slumber, neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's awake the whole time. He knows how many hairs we have on our head. Or not. <laughs> if you have children, and maybe you'll have to think back, the older folks, but the younger moms and dads can relate to this, you know. You have one of those days with your kids. The child has just tested every ounce of patience you have. You've, you're at your wit's end. You feel like you can't handle another moment. Finally, the child is in bed. It's quiet. Finally, you have time to do the things you want to do. And what do you end up doing? Maybe not all the time, but many times. You tiptoe in that child's room and you look at that child sleeping and you thank the Lord for that child and you say, oh Lord, I love them. I just, you know, I, I know that's kind of, you know, whatever. But I just, I just wonder, you know, the Lord, he loves us so dearly. He cares for us. He's actively involved in our life. I think these are things we need to remind ourselves because I don't know about you, but I think that as the days are getting darker, more and more we're tempted to think that God doesn't really care. I mean, he cares, but he doesn't really care for me specifically. He doesn't care about this particular thing. He doesn't care that I've got, you know, this, this pain in the neck at work. And, and he doesn't care about that. He doesn't care that I'm, I'm not getting an advancement. He doesn't care that I have a broken down car. He doesn't care that, you know, the kids don't have a new jacket. You, you know, we're just tempted to just think that way. So anyway, enough of me. Raise your hand if you'd like to share something. And if it had not been for the, yes, yeah. So, so say it. So say, if it had not been, if it not been for the Lord, yeah. I was down. You were down. I, I, I felt like I was down for sure. Down for sure, yes. Mm -hmm. 
that's right. He sustains you, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pastor, just the other day, uh, when I was kind of sitting there, a lot of times I even went off the cliff in my car, and he brought me, or angels brought me back onto the road. That's a, it's a long story, but the other day, at Crossing 20, I didn't see this truck, okay? And I seen it just, it seemed like a dream because he twisted around my front of my, in my car. Huh. Right, yes, yeah, right, right. Yes, right. Yes. Yes. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. I remember um, Jim Cutherson used to have this old beat up Datsun before Datsun was Nissan. Datsun truck. And um, whenever I'm on that road, uh, and he said that. Uh, Anyway, somehow he got around. The, I mean, there's no road there, but somehow his truck made it around that he was going to plow into the back of this vehicle in front of him. Anyway, it's it kind of one of those things, where if it had not been for the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who else? What else? But what did the Lord, did the Lord, I mean, no doubt you're scared to death when it was happening, yeah. but, um, but did you kind of sense, maybe not in the moment, but maybe afterwards, that boy, the Lord was just carrying me through this? Yeah, yeah. Like, like right now, as I'm, as you're yeah. teaching, yeah. it's like, because uh, this entire time, ever since Jethro's been born, yeah. I just feel like, I've been feeling the Lord's been distant, yeah. you know, <laughs> So let me, now you correct me if the scenario is not right. So Rihanna just has a baby on su uh, Saturday. So has a baby on Saturday. Her little girl has a seizure. Dad and her little girl go off to the hospital. She's there. I mean, you think of, I mean, you were gone. You were going, but think of mom. I did, our, we were praying for you, all you guys, but we were praying for her because we we're assuming she's not going to the hospital yep. with a brand new baby. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And it was, just, it was yeah. just the peace of the Lord or like that I just looked at Rihanna and said, yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. And the Lord, you know, yeah. provided the way. Right. 
So um, the grosses, so they have um, little felon. I was talking to felon tonight when she got, that girl is so beautiful. But felon, they have little felon, so they're baby, the baby of the family. And, and she has this slow start, and she's not doing well. And um, if it had not been for the, if it had not been the Lord was on our side, I mean, what what would you say? Oh, hundred percent. Okay, this all happened like this. We went for an ultrasound just for a checkup, oh. and then you know, we're like, we have to get her out. We're mm. like, okay, well, you yeah. Know, it was just a, a shock, and then when she was born, I'm like, oh, good, she's okay, and they said there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That's right. And then Britt, because you had just had her, so were you kind of out of it and everything? When or did, were you aware of what was happening at the time? And what were you feeling? Because it's not like you just kind of get up and, I mean. If I'm not describing that correctly. No, I was up. Oh, okay, you were up. Okay, okay. But um, maybe the same thing as always. It's horrible to have a lot of empathy for moms who have to leave their babies. Yes. Because we weren't allowed to stay there. Yeah. And just that leaving your child not knowing what's yeah. going to happen, it just goes into every experience. Right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Now again, it doesn't have to be that heavy, just because we got a few heavy ones. But if if the Lord had not been on our side. Yes, sorry. Yeah. So I'll just um I shared a testimony with Lily was meeting on Monday, but I'll just give you part of what um so this is before I came to the Lord, um, and I had um not a great background, but um because of several things in my
laid there talking to, and as I told my mom, I really pretty much thank God that I didn't believe him. Mm. Praise the Lord. That's good. <laughs> well, for God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was about, about eight years ago, bro. And uh, one of our pastors in uh, Lidward was dying in the hospital with a broken heart. Mm-hmm. He couldn't save him. So all of a sudden he said, well, he got a new heart. So all of a sudden he said, he said, like the Lord sent him, him a brand new heart. Mm-hmm. And he was out for eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't make God can do. Right. Well, exactly. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Pastor Ben, David, you know, when he wrote this, he was a a man of God's own heart, a godly man. As as you're teaching and reading, I'm I'm working it a little bit different Mm -hmm. for me. It says where if it had not been for the Lord, has always been with me, mm-hmm. even when I was ro- when I rose up against him mm-hmm. before coming to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, he was there for me, even though I was not with him. Yeah, right, right. You know, and had it not been for him being there for me all the time, then you know it says down there the uh, um, they they would have swallowed us alive. <coughs> right, right. The Right. Being there for me, even though I was not, 
Right, right. The world would have swallowed me up. Right, 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 right. That's right. You know, I would not right. have the blessings that I have now. Right, you know, that's right. My kids. Right. And my grandkids. Yeah, that's know. right. It's just. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think, I think if it had not been for him, always with us. Right. Even though we aren't. Right, right. You know, when you look at this, and of course, with Israel, because obviously he's speaking to Israel, and because of the Bible, we have this history that we could follow with Israel, you know. Israel, they're faithful, but then they begin to not be faithful, and they begin to wander away, and hardships come their way, and the enemy comes their way. You know, you look at the book of Judges, isn't that the pattern that we see, you know, almost these 40-year patterns. And then the Lord raises up a judge and a reformer, and the people repent, and then the blessings come back, and, and you see this thing. And I, I think that, you know, um, yes, the Lord is with us, you know, before we know him, you know, but but there's a special relationship, you know, that the believer has with the Lord. And it's, you know, he is our heavenly father. And so our father, you know, the writer of Hebrews tells us that he chastens us, he disciplines us. So when things are not right, he's faithful to, you know, to spank us and to kind of, and to correct us so that we might, he might get our attention so we might say, you know, you're right, Baba, you're right. And and to turn back and, you know, we, we want his blessing. I mean, nothing's impossible for the Lord, but, but again, the context really here isn't, isn't, it's like the sovereignty of God in their lives because of, uh, because the Lord had been on their side. You know, it's like Israel today, you look at what Israel is facing and, God is on Israel's side. How do we know that? Well, from the scriptures. Even though the nation of Israel, they don't acknowledge that. Uh, you know, any victory that they have, they <coughs> boast in the fact that, look what we've done. We've got a great military and everything else. But, you know, it's the Lord that's sustaining Israel and keeping Israel as a nation, you know. But, but yeah, you know, and again, I, I was thinking of if it, had not been, if it had not been that the Lord was on our side, I think of things that might seem like minor things, but sometimes, um, you know, Tracy and I will, will kind of talk about uh, how it's a miracle, it's amazing how the Lord uh, provided for us. You know, we didn't, um, and, and there's nothing wrong with receiving again, but it's not like we, we took handouts or things like that. But, you know, we have five children, you know, I'm not making much, you know, as, as a pastor, um, and yet, provide, the children never went without the, um, you know, I think of, you know, when Mario went to Bible college, I, I still, for the life of me, I don't know how that happened. There's many times when things will take place, and I'll say to Tracy, how did that happen? 
I mean, did you have like a hidden stash someplace? Or you know, and she, and she just, you know, and it's just the Lord providing, the Lord making a way, the Lord. And I, and I look at that and I just say, that's the Lord's blessing. You know, and to be honest, I would rather have, you know, the Lord on my side and the blessings that come from the Lord than, you know, a safe chalked with money so I didn't have to depend upon him. I mean, I really would. I, he's so faithful, and we learn so much through the difficulties, through the hardships, through the sick child or baby or whatever it might be, you know, and you kind of come through it, and with time, and that's, and I, I can't help, again, we don't know the setting of the psalm, but I can't help but think that as it's written, it's in the past tense, and so it's a time for them to reflect back. Remember? The Lord had been on our side. We should have been swallowed up, be it the exodus, be it some battle we were in, whatever it might have been. But the Lord was on our side. And I think that that's what the Lord wants us to do. And that kind of comes back to what I was saying at the beginning, that we need to ponder. We need to think. We need to slow down. We need to... Anyone else have anything? Yeah, go ahead. Just um, so many, especially... Yeah, right. Yes, 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 yes. I think as you're talking, I was thinking of, you know, when we first moved up here, um, friends of ours were pastoring the Calvary Chapel at the south end of the island, and so we would go back and forth a lot. And um, um, Steve Thomas, and then Stephen Deidre, and then um, 
Paul and uh, Paul and well, Paul. What's Paul's wife's name? Trace. Teresa. Paul and Teresa, and then and then the Shores, of course. So we were always making that drive. But there was a church down at the south end, right off of the highway, and that church um, had over the years three different cases of child molestation at the church. It's no longer a church. It's, it hasn't been a church for a long time. Building's still there. You can drive by it and it's something else now. But I just, I remember over the years, you know, hearing that, and I used to wonder, I said, Lord, why, why didn't you give them discernment? Why didn't you protect them? Why didn't you, you know, um, why didn't you warn somebody, you know, to kind of, hey, heads up type of thing, you know? And, uh, and may, maybe, maybe there was a heads up and maybe they just didn't heed it. And so eventually it just led to the demise of the whole church. But, but that's a really good example. There, it's not just, there are times when the Lord is warning us. If it had not been, if the Lord had not been on our side, there's a warning, you know. And, um, but yeah, the Lord is so faithful. So yeah, go ahead, babe. Right, right, right. It doesn't feel like right. sometimes. It doesn't feel like the Lord is on our side. Right. But he is. Right. And that's where so many times, I mean, I, I couldn't even count them. Yeah. In our lives that we just kind of said, regardless of feelings, the Lord is on our side. Right. But then later, down yeah. the road, then it, it like was all unveiled. That's right, that's right. Yeah. 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 Praise the Lord, yeah. Let me let me read this psalm. Uh, or two, a few verses. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though its waters roar, I mean, that's what David's talking about in Psalm 142. And be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Lord, we pray tonight, and I, I'm sure that every person here could say, and we could really be here all night, 
if we were to just simply stop and think for a, even a moment, you know, if it had not been the Lord on my side, some might say our marriage wouldn't have survived. Some would say, oh, we, we, we never would have made it. We never would have survived. Oh, I, I, I never would have been able to sustain the, the chronic pain that I was in. I would have given up a long time ago if it were not for the Lord that was on our side. And I pray, Lord, that tonight when we leave this place or, or maybe tonight when things quiet down and we finally lay our heads on the pillow, that we would kind of think of that as individuals. No one else is around and just kind of think, if, if it had not been the Lord who is on our side. And then we'd think about that, and then we'd kind of go to sleep tonight thinking about the fact that you are on our side. Thank you. We pray, Lord, that as we, as we remember, as we ponder, as we just think of times where we might not have seen it in the moment, but, oh, it became so apparent <coughs> afterwards. Oh, we pray that Thanksgiving would flow from our lips we pray that it would just it would just kind of erupt from our heart it would be something that we could not contain uh, lord that the the offering of 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 praise would be lifted up to you thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord sometimes lord we can look at things in our life and and maybe there were prayers for healing but there was a death. And, 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 and rather than it always being the miracle of victory, then it's, if it had not been the Lord was on my side, I don't think I could have made it through the sorrow, but I did. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the Lord. We pray, Father, that as we ponder these things, ponder your word, ponder the Psalms, ponder our life, Lord, that we would be grateful. We love you, we thank you, we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.